Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that knows life's too short to bet the under. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who is overhyped. Wow, that's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother who is underwhelming. Thank you? No. That's uh, me, Trey, <laughs> no, Trey Newman. No. I'm not sure that could ever be a compliment, but uh, this spin is our zone. last episode. Yeah, Spin Zone. This is our last episode before we get into conference previews next week, which is pretty crazy. Um, but also, before we uh, we get into this episode, want to let everyone know we have a YouTube-only episode that just came out. We ranked the top 15 quarterbacks in the country regardless of conference so search college football bros on youtube to find that be sure to subscribe comment what your thoughts on the video are give us a thumbs up all that good stuff um okay on to this episode so we have each created our own prop bets about the 2020 season and we're going to see if the other bros are going over or under and ryan you're first but you got to tell us the name of your of your sports book before you before you give your prop sure um uh- it's it's the you're gonna lose eventually sports book. Oh boy, that's, okay, that's not gonna well, welcome I'm not customers. Gonna bet there. <laughs> yep, yep. They're really attracting people there. Wow. You know, it's either that or just throw it down the toilet money. So, you know, one wow. or the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I won't be playing <laughs> at your book. Mm, I'll shop around. Yeah, you know. All right. Ready for the first one? Sure. All right. Spencer Lat- Rattler over or under four and a half for his finish in the Heisman voting this year. So under would mean that he finishes in the top four. Got it. Okay, I'll take the lead here, Mike. I uh, Before I get to this answer, I really I knew Oklahoma was on an insane Heisman run, but I really didn't realize how incredible it really was. So here's what they've done in the last five years. Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. finished second last year. Two years ago, Kyler Murray won. Three years ago, Baker Mayfield won. The year before that, Baker Mayfield and D.D. Westbrook finished third and fourth. And then the year before that, Baker finished fourth. So that's six times in the last five years they've had a guy finish in the top four. So that's crazy. Wow. So naturally, you, and that coincides with with Lincoln Riley being there. Those are the five years he's been either offensive coordinator or head coach. So naturally, you would say under, but I'm going to go over uh, and and say that, uh, and I'm going to step in front of that Oklahoma Heisman train and say that Rattler doesn't get to New York or finish in the top four here. You know, it's not unprecedented that a freshman would finish in the top four, of course, but it's still difficult. Uh, He's talented, but at this point, clearly unproven, Um, not saying he he can't. And I mean, I'm confident that Riley's going to get Rattler to play really well. And but I'm just saying maybe it'll take more than a year or maybe just not quite Heisman level in year one. Okay, I mean, maybe over is a smarter bet. I don't know, because. All it takes is an injury, and then well, he's yeah. going to go over. Obviously, we're not hoping for that, but uh, but even throw an injury aside, yeah, I'm going to take the under though, e- even with the injury factor, just because you you went through it that that list. So the average finish for their quarterbacks have been two point two. Wow. Now, obviously, going forward, I would not expect that to continue. That's that's too that's too good. But uh, but four and a half, sure. And until it doesn't happen, I'll I'll keep betting on it. That's yeah, they've had an insane run. That's crazy. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, 2.2. Wow. It's a crazy stat. I mean, imagine if they had mm-hmm. a 
just any defense. Yeah, that's yep. a different uh, different subject. All right, so we're going to go to my sports book, and it's playwithtrade.com. i don't i I don't know i mean it's let's just uh if there's anything inappropriate on that website please it it wasn't intended oh boy yeah wow yeah yeah. i've been been there i've been it's not it's not good okay okay well (laughs) i i'm gonna buy the reds out to play with trade.com (laughs) trade.com oh my god uh so on that note at playwithtrade.com. My first <laughs> over-under is over-under 11.5 interceptions for Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence combined. Now, the reason I ask this is because they threw 11 combined last year. Yeah, I think you set the perfect line here because I was going back and forth on this one. So last year, Fields threw three and and Lawrence eight. Now, next year... I don't know what the over-under is for for Fields, but it's got to be more than three. That's just, that's kind of unsustainable. You'd have to get lucky to do that again, I would think. Um, But for Lawrence, I I would think maybe under eight because he only threw four the year before in a similar amount of pass attempts. So it's tough, but I think I'm going to go under. I would would go over if I knew they were both playing the full season. Um, But... That injury factor it just takes one of them getting hurt, and it's a good chance of it going under. I'm, I'm very negative yeah, on this yeah. episode. Yeah, talking I'm about just injury. avoiding injury. It's I'm not factor. even considering that. But it, it's it, a factor. Of course. It is a factor. It is a factor. I'm going to take the over, though, here. Like, yeah, they had 11 last year, obviously. But, you know, when you look at what they had, the, the teams have coming back, like Justin Fields, he loses J.K. Dobbins. So maybe the running game isn't quite as good. So maybe there's a little bit more pressure on him to pass. Not that he wasn't amazing, but... They got Trey Sermon. You know, it's a little bit of a difference there. Uh, I know, Trey Sermon, but he's not... I know. I don't think he's J.K. Dobbs. I agree. Um, and then you go to Clemson, He's he loses Justin Ross and T. Higgins, two huge targets for yeah. him, and he's not going to have near the talent. Well, I mean, still good talent, but not those two guys. So, might have to throw a, f- a few more uh, 50-50 type passes or tough windows that might get picked off, so... I'm going to just say that they go over uh, just for those reasons. This one was crazy to me because Fields, he only had thrown one until the playoff, but yeah. he threw two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, and then uh, Lawrence, he had, he threw his eight, like, I think through like the first six or seven, eight games or something. And then the, he finished the year, I think. Yeah. He struggled flawed, early, but, but it's yeah. a, a, that would be a tough one. Okay. We're going to, to my sports book. Not quite as, you know, grotesque. sexy of a name as Trey's, but uh, it's called I Bet You Won't is the name. Just kind of a basically a challenge. Enticing Just me. challenge anyone walking by. I bet you won't. Uh, so our our prop here is over under one and a half SEC coaches to be fired before the 2021 season starts. Yeah. So when you go down the line here of coaches and who is possible, it really, it, to me, it just seems like there's two clear choices that... I'd, maybe they're the only ones that have the possibility. Uh, Derek Mason uh, from Vanderbilt and Will Muschamp from South Carolina. Those two guys are clear. But after that, it's like, who would be the third guy? Uh, I they, Kind of the name I guess I come up with was Gus Malzahn, but it would take a pretty bad year, I feel like, for Malzahn to, to get the boot, which I guess it's possible that could happen. But yeah, I just really only see those two guys as being possible. I saw a uh, 
a tweet or not a tweet. I don't know. It was some article or from like Pete uh, Futok. I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name. Mm-hmm. And uh, college football news. Yeah, he was saying uh, it was a couple months ago. I saw, but it was like he put uh, Jimbo Fisher on the hot seat, like he, like ahead of. He was like one of the top three or top two. I think he was the second guy on his list for SEC coaches on the hot list. That's what the, that's clickbait right there. Jimbo, what that just yeah, I don't, I just, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna go under here. So, I really am just those two guys, and I'll just say somehow one of them uh, is able to squeak it out enough to be able to stay alive. So, uh, yeah, I'll go under. Say one. I'm I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna say over. Um, you you named him, of course, Ryan Mason and Muschamp, and Mason. He just seems so obvious. I mean, they were dreadful last year, uh, and he's al- he's already clearly on the hot seat. He's, we talked about it last week. He he's bringing in four quarterbacks in this off season, very desperate move. Uh, their season win totals three. So, I mean, even if they match that they're three and nine, like that's, I know it's hard to win at Vandy, but that's not going to really kind of keep them around. And then Muschamp, we've talked about it. Brutal schedule, of course, but he's still, he's only just above 500, 26 and 25 in his career. There, the fans there are yearning for kind of some of those spurrier days. Uh, their over-unders at five and a half. So if they don't go bowling, which it, with their schedule, it's very possible. I just don't see him coming back. So those two alone. And then you kind of mentioned Malzahn. For some reason, he's always on the hot seat. So if, you know, if Bo Nix struggles in year two and they go six and six, like, do they, the thing. Do they make like, a change? He just hasn't had a bad year. He's had some like, okay years, but it, I you know, one bad year and I could see them like freaking out. And, and I mean, look, I like Saban could lose two games and they could run him out of Tuscaloosa. So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. No, uh, so, but also, there's just the wild card for for Trey's point with the over. Who knows? Maybe Mike Leach does something stupid or says something stupid. Yeah. Maybe Lane Kiffin does the same. It's just yeah, yeah. There's always a chance, possible, but yep. scandal or something. Yep. Michael Fair goes enough. with the dark angles. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> hey, maybe a coach gets but injured. I agree. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on to uh, <laughs> my second one here. Uh, so over or under. 0.5 Pac-12 team Pac-12 teams in the playoff. I'm going under here. Uh easy under. They haven't made it for 3 straight years and I looked at the odds. So at Bet Online, Oregon is 5 to 1 to make the playoff. And so when you count for the account for the Vig, that's probably saying they're less than a 15% chance to make the playoff and they have the best chance of anybody in the Pac-12. So even if you add up, you know, all the chances of the other teams, you got USC is kind of a dark horse, but they play Bama first game. So probably starting out with a loss. Um, Washington, I don't know. I just yeah. don't quite see it. I, I don't see who's who's the team besides Oregon, and their odds are fairly low. Yeah, if you asked me this last year, I would have maybe leaned a little bit closer to over because we knew how Utah and Oregon were kind of those, those upper echelon teams. Uh, but I'm also going to go under for this year. The pack or the the playoff has only been around for six years. Oregon made it the first year they lost in the national title, and then Washington made it as a four seed. Michael, you kind of mentioned I think three or four years ago, and they they weren't really a threat. So, yeah, John Ross, he was quite the threat. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. But I mean, they're just not that dynamite preseason team. I mean, Oregon is the favorite, but you know they're breaking in a new quarterback, new offensive coordinator. I'm not super super confident. And then you know there's. There's the USC's, Washington's, and Utah's, but all their over-unders for the year are around eight and a half, and the under on some of those is kind of slightly favored. So I just, I don't see them making a push uh, to get it. So I got to go under as well. 
It's been a rough go for the Pac-12. Yes, it has. All right, let's go back to playwithtray.com. I <laughs> would like to uh, present this over-under, not including due to injury, Michael. So not including oh, due damn. to injury, over-under. I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, sorry, so I'll repeat that. Sorry. So not including due to injury over under one and a half quarterbacks to start for Alabama this year. It's a tough question. Uh, you know, I mean, but I'm going to say under it's, I think Mac Jones, he's helped by the fact there was no spring. Um, so he's got all the reps. He's got, he had all the experience from last year. So he's by far the most likely candidate. And I just think that they're going to be a playoff contender. Of course, that's not saying much, but and he was darn good, like when he was playing last year. Stats were incredible. So I'm not sure what the, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there. I feel like that are just kind of brushing him off when he was really, really good. So I think they'll be a they'll be a, in contention for the playoff, and there won't be a reason to go away from because they'll be playing well. So yeah, I'm gonna say that he's the only one. I'm going under as well, and that that big reason you pointed out the the lack of a normal off season for I think for mm-hmm. true you're gonna. In my opinion, you're not you're not going to see a ton of true freshmen starting this season because of that, because they're behind the eight ball. They don't have any experience in the offense. So. So, yeah, I and I have confidence that Mac Jones will do well with with those receivers based on on what we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, the fans will be rooting for Bryce Young, though, if if Jones has any struggle in a game. But I agree. It's no, it's very true. He's not going to have a long leash. Yeah, no. All right. Uh Next one we have here, over under 10 and a half passing touchdowns by Rutgers quarterbacks this year. You know, it's, it's funny when you when you say 10 and a half, it, it really doesn't sound like much. And then I looked back at Rutgers recent history and it, it's kind of alarming. I didn't realize it was it was like this. So I'm actually going to go under, unfortunately, um, the recent trends. So, well, first of all, before I get into the the negative, I am more optimistic. They bring in Sean Gleason from Okie State as the o- offensive coordinator. I like the Shiano hire. We've talked about it. But again, I'm going to look at the recent history here. Last year, they <laughs> seven touchdowns, 15 picks as a team. The year before, five touchdowns and 22 picks. <laughs> and then the year before that, there were seven touchdowns and 11 picks. So last three years, I know it's history. It's not going to predict this year, but... They haven't been close to that 10 and a half. Uh, the season win totals around two and a half. Don't see a ton of success. Whether it's Art Sitkowski or the Nebraska transfer Noah Vedral, I'm just not seeing that much of a leap uh, in Shiano's first year. So, But I think in 2021, easy over. But this year, no. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say they 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 go over. Um, I, I think because of Sean Gleason, I think that's a huge reason. I think... Even though they're not going to be great, I still think that you're going to see signs of life uh, from them, with especially with him at the helm. Um, and their schedule is, I know they play in a tough division, but they do draw some weak teams from the West, whereas that wasn't the case last year. Their non-conference obviously isn't all that great. So from the West, they draw Illinois, Nebraska, and Purdue. Not very good defenses. Uh, yeah. Whereas last year, they 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 played Iowa and Minnesota. In Illinois, so replace Iowa and Minnesota with Purdue and Nebraska. That's a lot, a lot better. So maybe they can steal one or two more passing TDs in those games. And I don't know. I just all it takes is one game where they can throw like three or something. Maybe they can do that versus. I think they play like Monmouth. I mean, I think they can get a few versus them. So I think 
I think they do it. I'm going to say they can get to 11. That's the key game. If they if if they're rushing yeah. if they're rushing <laughs> yeah, touchdowns, they need at least a couple versus Bond. If they're <laughs> rushing touchdowns, then it's trouble. But yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, our next one here. Over under 0.5 undefeated teams this year. So I was kind of interested to look back at at this the, over the last 10 years. There's been five where there has been an unbeaten year and five where there Ooh, haven't. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, the last three years, there hasn't been one, or there, sorry, that there there has been an unbeaten team. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm going to say under this year. Uh, it's impossible to gauge, but no matter what happens at this point with the virus and, and the season, th- this upcoming year is going to look different. Um, there's not going to be as great a home field advantages with less fans or maybe even no fans in certain cases. So maybe an underdog is going to be able to kind of steal, steal a game on the road, which would usually be a tougher environment of one of these, these favorites. Um, no spring ball, summer camp, there might be, uh, or a modified summer camp. Maybe there'll be some inefficient play and leads to one of those top teams having a bad game. That's that's my theory for this. Levels the playing field a little Maybe. bit. Maybe. It could work the opposite, but that's kind of my theory for now. Yeah, this this was a tough one. I, I'm also going to go under Trey. I, I focused kind of more on on the actual teams rather than the, the environment. So Clemson is obviously the one that has the best chance. Yes. And they're they're a favorite in the regular season to go 12-0. So it's more likely that they go 12-0 than it is they, they lose a game. That's pretty nuts. I think it was that might have been the case last year, too um yeah so they're the team you you gotta but then they gotta go win the playoff right so that's that's tough um ohio state's obviously got a decent shot as well but tough schedule so i'm hoping for this bet that they they get a loss and then after those teams though i think there's a lot of things working against the the most likely candidates so the sec it hurts that georgia and bama draw each other in the regular season and then for the big 12 OU's like 25 to 1 to win the playoff. Um, much less yeah. do it undefeated. So I that's pretty unlikely. Uh in the Pac 12, Oregon plays Ohio State. I said USC plays Alabama. I don't see anyone going undefeated there. And then the G five, this is where I really thought that the, the odds are stacked against it because App State, they're they're a candidate. They play at Wisconsin and at Wake. Mm. Don't see that happening. No. Boise State just lost a lot on on both sides of the ball. Uh in the trenches, offensive and defensive lines. So I don't Cincinnati? think that's well, then the AAC though, the problem is there's so many good teams at the top. There's you got teams, UCF, yeah. SMU, Cincinnati, Memphis. Yeah, yeah. It's possible, but I think they'll beat each other up. So those yeah. are the reasons I'm going under. I like that. Yep. I think I like your argument more than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But well, but Hey, let's go, let's go visit playwithtrey.com. I love That's going right. to playwithtrey.com. Back at playwithtrey.com. I, I'm going to go to it right now. Yeah, I'm, we, oh we you, I'm I, going to I it. Wonder you guys, if it's a, you, let's you guys, see if it's real. Okay. You, you can ask the question as I do this, but. Okay. Playwithtrey.com's last question is over under three and a half Big Ten teams finish in the top 15. The well, website didn't work, so I think it might be available. I'm. Oh, this is, I think we're onto wow. something. This is gold. <laughs> we should this get this gold. Future bookie. <laughs> All right. Anyway, oh, I I have to answer this question. Can you say it again, Trey? Yeah, exactly. Playwithtrey.com. You were too busy over there. Over under three and a half Big Ten teams finishing in the top fifteen. Okay. Yeah. So this this has gone over four of the past five years, but three of those years. It's just been four, you know, so just a half a half a team over. 
And in one of those years, Michigan State was dead on 15th. So I think you set the right number for sure. And I'm going to go under here. I think in order for this to happen, you kind of want a top heavy conference where, you know, you got great teams at the top that are beating up on all these kind of bottom feeders below. And I I don't see that happening in the Big Ten this year because you look at the West. I think Minnesota and Iowa at the top are going to take a little bit of a step back. In Minnesota's case, maybe a, a decent sized step back. Whereas at the bottom, Northwestern, Nebraska, Purdue, I would expect to be a little bit better this year. And then in the East, you got Ohio State and Penn State. Um, and then if Michigan, exactly. But I would expect only two of those three to, to get it. So I'll take the yeah. under. Okay. So you only think three teams. That's, uh, that's my, yeah. That's t- okay. Last year there was five. Uh, that was a pretty big number. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the over. I think there'll be more than three and a half. So Ohio State, no doubt. That's one. And then uh, Penn State, I kind of would be surprised if they didn't finish. There's, they should be pretty darn good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's two. Um, then you got the Big West, Big uh, Big Ten West champ. Whoever wins the Big Ten West, very likely that they'll be top fifteen. I mean, they should have had a good year. So yeah, that's three. Then you just need one more. I'll say that was Wisconsin, by the way, that wins the Big Ten West. So you need one more. You need one of either Michigan, Iowa, Minnesota. One of those three teams, it wouldn't be that surprising to see them finish there. Um, maybe some underdogs, maybe maybe Nebraska, oh. hmm? maybe Purdue, mm. Mm. maybe Indiana. Yeah, maybe Indiana. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, one of those <laughs> could happen. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna say they go. I'm gonna say four get there. Okay. Uh, our last prop bet is over under twelve and a half sacks for Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau. All right, this is uh, this is a good one, I think, here. But uh, I, to me, there was an easy answer. There was a clear choice for this one. I'm going to have to go with the under. Uh, 12 and a half is just, it's a lot of sacks. I mean, if so, if to get to 13, I guess is what you got to say. That's, not many guys can do that. Last year, there were eight players that had 13 or more. Um, but the previous two years before that, uh, there were only three in each year. So it's just, it's hard to get there. Um, I don't think you can just bank on one guy doing it. It's, Maybe he'll get double teamed. It's always hard to judge and who can who can do it. So I'm gonna say he gets a lot of attention. Maybe he doesn't quite get to the passer quite as much. Um, but I just thirteen's a lot. I just can't say for sure that a guy's gonna get that many. Okay, I agree. It's a lot, and it's it's tough to to bet the over. But I am. I'm kind of gonna buy Thibodeau here. Um, he had nine last year. Uh, he also had fourteen tackles for loss. So he was always a presence in the backfield. Uh, the and they were the Ducks return a decent amount of their their defensive line, so he's not going to be solely on an island. I mean, he'll obviously get attention, but uh, you know, and talking, I have, I have a couple Oregon friends, and they that they obviously watched a ton of him, and they said he was just a bit green at times last year. I think a year of experience, another year in the weight room, like I feel like he's just ready to explode and. And like when I watched him, I just felt like this guy is kind of the next, not saying he's going to be clowny at all, but he's just got that feel like he, I think there, there's no holding back this year and he's going to break out and kind of show why he was so coveted uh, as a recruit. Yeah. And the second half of the year, especially he, he came on strong. So, um, but I've, I've watched or I've obviously watched Oregon a bunch last year. They all looked green to me. So I don't know what your friends are talking all about. Right. But. All right. <laughs> sometimes, all right. Sometimes yellow. Sometimes yellow, true. Uh, all right. There you go. There you have it. Thanks for uh, 
visiting our sports books, especially playwiththetrade.com. Thank we you. We seriously got to try and get that domain. We should. Um, thanks for listening to the College Football Bros podcast. Again, go check out our, our YouTube page and watch that uh, Top 15 Quarterbacks video. Really appreciate uh, your subscription and comments and all that. And we will talk to you next week when we preview the ACC. That's the plan. So, oh boy, we'll see you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. 